Welcome to Paul or Nothing, the place to get all of your Paul all of the time. Join me, your host, Sam Wiles, as we discover the history, the music, and the man behind it all, Paul McCartney. To get in contact with the show, email us at paulmccartneypod at gmail.com. Hello, hello, hello. Hi, hi, hi. And welcome to another episode of Paul or Nothing, the place to get all of your Paul all of the time. I am, of course, your host, Sam Wiles. Thank you all for joining in. I hope you're all well, safe and sound. This is a bit of a gorilla one today, folks. This is a bit impromptu. Um, Not that this wasn't planned. It was meant to be uh, done a different way originally, but we do the best we can here at Paul or Nothing. And what we're going to be doing, we're going to be a little impromptu episode to keep you all up to date with the hottest ticket in the Beatle world right now. And that, of course, is Mark Lewison's Evolver, a.k.a. the iconic author's new lecture tour. If you remember, uh, you'll know that we covered Lewison's last tour, Hornsey Road. Uh, go and check that out if you haven't already. I think that was like 2018, something like that. Uh, so, you know, it only makes sense that we, we covered this new one here today. Sadly, I wasn't able to be there in person, but fortunately, I have the next best thing. And with all that said, it is my utter pleasure to uh, introduce my oldest podcasting compadre and best friend. He's the host of uh, Battle Rap Resume and Alf Metallica, two podcasts I've talked about ad nauseum, as well as the Royal Ramble for any of you Royal Family fans out there. Go and check that out. Everyone, please welcome, you know who he is by now. It's Mr. Tom Quee. What's going on, bro? Sam, hey everyone. Great to be here. And, and yeah, as you say, literally like three or four hours ago, I saw Mark Lewison. I saw him do what he does best out there, the fifth Beatle, as I regard him. And it was, tr- it was truly a pleasure. So yeah. Uh, great to be back on as always. I mean, yeah, we've we've, we've spoken at length for um, so many good records and uh, the family way, etc. Which I was just speaking about earlier, actually, with the guy I took to the um, to the Lewis and thing. But Sam, no, great to be here. And you know, I feel like I owe you guys a scoop because when Hornsey Road happened, I couldn't be there. And I think you and a talented gentleman, I forget the name of, you did an episode sort of recapping it because you you know had that privilege. So just just returning the fab favor, you know. No, I'm glad you went. I mean, folks, just to peel back the uh, the, the curtain, the pool. Oh, this is bad. This is bad. There was a rail strike here in the UK. I don't travel well. I didn't. I didn't want to go on a coach for however many hours you did. My friend Tom was more than willing to go on my behalf. I was on the coach for three hours. Yeah, it was fine. I actually edited a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I made sure to get there early. So, because I knew it was going to be sold out and I got to sit kind of near the front where you got a bit more room and less kind of clutter. So, uh, yeah, I just, I had to go, man. Like, I appreciate your personal ailments, but for me, I'm not kidding when I say that Lewis is the one that I actually idolize. Like, like I'm a huge fucking fan of this guy and his work. And his legacy and his techniques and his writing style and his personality and just kind of who, who he is as a researcher from my this, you know. Um, you know what? Let's let's just get in. Let's just get into that because this is something that I really want to drive home to people. Uh, I'm only about a third of the way through tune in via audio book because I'm which infuriates me. Yeah, I'm uh, like, like I, 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 I need to pull your Beatles podcast apart. What are you yeah. doing? Retune in. <laughs> like it's. I, I'm sorry, listeners. I'm sorry. But you've actually read it. You've actually done what most Beatle fans can only dream of, which is actually completed reading Tune In Part One. And what do you think of him as a writer? Does he live up to the hype as the greatest modern Beatle writer? Is he, 
you, you know, how would you describe him to say, you know, a complete Philistine? I think he is actually, and I couldn't compare these writers with a real scrutiny and real like their writing songs and stuff like that. But I've always felt that Lewis and has a, a brilliant pen, you know, a brilliant sort of tongue on the page and a way of wrapping things up and a sense of expression. And couple that with his just steely resolve, which we see in this show numerous times, his steely resolve, his attention towards documentation and his kind of rigorous examination of the past kind of plays part and parcel with his prose. Um, you know, it's, it's not scientific though, even though it really is trying to quantify the Beatles history to such a point. But I think Lewisham is a wonderful writer and... You know, he's a good presenter. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll get to it in the main review. We'll get to it in the main review. Not, I'm not trying to tease it. I think he's a bad presenter, but a, a few points to be made. No, he no, he could definitely host a kind of six o'clock short... No, no, he's great. ...document he's great. channel two, 100%, you know. No, he's great. Don't get me wrong. And no, just, I'm, I, you know, I started off by saying how much of a giant fan I am of this guy. And I, you know, obviously I am. I worship the brand he walks on. I think he's a genius. In a certain kind of you know, Robert Caro, he gets compared to, and like you know uh, Paul Gorman recently, you know that that kind of ilk, or whatever. But um, but yeah, we'll, we'll get to that. I just think maybe structurally the show had a few little hiccups, but it you know all in all, spoiler, it's a masterpiece. <laughs> and there's no way that even into a fucking Beatles pod that you're not gonna love the bones of this thing. And like my mouth was watering at some of the anecdotes that I know are real that I know are insights into a world that I don't know because I trust Lewisham and they're just delivered in such a way as well. Now, of course, when I went to the Hornsey Roadshow, I was recognised by a couple of people as the host of Paul or Nothing. Were, were, were you recognised at all as the worst guest of Paul or Nothing at all at this show? Well, no, Sam, because I didn't let down my fans. I didn't <laughs> advertise that I was going to be there in person and that maybe six, seven people. I, lo- I looked at the tweet. I looked at the tweet that you put out coming to this one tonight. And like a few people, are like yeah, I'm there, Sam. Sam, let's hook up. And this this fucking guy over here gets a little claustrophobic over a National Express and just spits in the eyes of his fans. I think it's disgusting. Oh, I've spat in the eyes of my fans long before this. Uh, they've they've uh, definitely learned to cope with it. Check out the Royal Ramble if you want a bit more of a. Yeah. No, no, folks, folks, Tom, Tom, Tom is the uh, superior podcaster. If the uh, slightly more acerbic personality. That's- Let's let's, let's let's talk about today, though. Let's talk about today because mm. I remember when, when I saw Horns Road, I was incredibly excited to see it. I didn't know what it was kind of going to be. I knew it was going to be a lecture, but I didn't know how formal or informal it was going to be or how much multimedia was going to yeah. be used. And from what I remember, it was basically like the best Oxford lecture you could ever get, whilst also being quite commercial and palatable for like people who might be brought along to it for example um there was definitely stuff for every level of fandom as well there was stuff that everyone would know and then stuff that some people would know and then stuff that no one knew and that was you know completely revelatory and that was really juicy stuff uh though I remember taking away from Hornsey Road a lot of basic stuff that is common knowledge to a lot of Beatles fans but I'm glad I learned it from Mark so um yeah uh, let's just talk about the day. Uh, you've, you've had your three-hour coach to London. Mm. Uh, what's the venue? Where would you see? Yeah, so I went with a good friend of mine, Dave. I want to give Dave a shout. I went to uni together. He's like, you know, he's into Beatles like we are. He's not like a freak like we are. But, you know, you still kind of can get him on that wavelength. It was a good chance to meet up. So, yeah, we went to a bar around the corner called The Court. 
crappier sort of place there was 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 pretty fine, pretty pretty normal. And then yeah, as part of UCL's campus, University College London, which is like kind of the central London Uni, you know, based here. Um, they have a venue, the Bloomsbury Theatre. Obviously, this is in Bloomsbury as well. Words of the Bloomsbury set, words of Virginia Woolf and Linda Strachey and that kind of time-bending literature. But yeah, that exists there. Never been there before. Really interesting venue, actually. Getting in there straight away, the lobby. There's a table selling Mark Lewisham wares. Uh, well, selling, selling tune-in specifically, even though he's written a lot of great books, including a history of British sitcoms. That is a phenomenal reference text if you're into that sort of world. Mm. Definitely check that out as well. But yeah, got in there. They were selling the tune-in stuff. I asked the guy because it had the extended edition that you rarely see, so it was like £90 reduced or something. I'm not sure. So, but yeah, we got in there. You know, obviously we got some beers in. Uh, we were on Road K down into Bloomsbury Theatre. Interesting theatre, actually. Quite old school, kind of, you know, kind of got, got, got the slope going on, Aller Brixton Academy, but with the seats in a bit more regimented way, but not too tight, you know, quite airy. Mm-hmm. And it was fascinating, Sam, actually. I said this to Dave as I went in, I said, like, bro, because he didn't really know what to expect, didn't know illusion is, didn't know this sort of caliber of thing. I said, bro, like, we are going to be, even though we're 30, we're going to be the youngest people here, like, or we're going to be one of the youngest people here. And he refused to believe that. And it was sold out. And it was literally, you know, early 60s white guys <laughs> folding. <laughs> and like, I'm not going to begrudge them because I'm going to hopefully be that if the world's still standing in 30 years and we can celebrate Beetledom and that sort of shit. But it was like wild to see that. And then, you know, I, I not even a child or a teenager, it was just like, nah, it's just all these kind of diehard, like, they were there on anthology premiere night kind of thing. And it, it was nice, actually. It was nice to be amongst uh, amongst kindreds. Yeah, it, it, definitely, it definitely sounds like a Jordan Peterson type crowd. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. No, um, no. Did did you not, did you not see many many like wives or kids brought along? I thought I I thought like when I there saw were women there, yeah, it was just yeah. yeah, but there wasn't much, no. But again, it's being recorded. There was a guy on stage of a camera recording him, but it was kind of a basic DSLR sort of thing. Oh, okay. But there was a guy on the camera recording, and I think he has said that he's going to be doing this, you know, as a kind of pay per view sort of thing, which is great. And I think also I saw. Maybe on the Nothing Is Real group, which is a great uh, Facebook group, Beatles Facebook group, I'm sure all of you know. Someone posted that Lewisham got listed recently to some Irish festival um, where it's like a literature festival. So, it's, you know, it stands to reason that he could perform a bit of a Volvo 62 at that as well. Oh, it'd be great if he, if he did a bit of tune in part two as well. That, that'd be a great team. Here's the thing, though, Lewisham, with all due respect, because I do love you, but if you're trying to raise money, just do a GoFundMe and if you do a Patreon, and if you donate more than ten dollars, you get to read the first chapter of the second book. Like you know, you will make your money instantly. Well, no, like so, I know he's not going to do that, but yeah. For anyone who doesn't know, the reason why Lewison's doing these tours is not purely for the love of the Beatles. It is as a revenue stream to help fund future mm. installments of Tune In. But I guess. It's pretty clear that we're probably going to get at least one more of these, you know, tours before we get... Well, no, he did... I mean, we'll get to this, but he did say that, yeah. He was like, that's in 63 next show. Like, you know, it was that type vibe. But I don't blame him. I'll be there. 
and I'll be there when you do Beatles 80 and there's nothing to do. Yeah, you know, and, you know, I'll gladly see the other six that that, that we get between part two. Well, unless you have to get to them on a coach, you will. Yeah, well, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, if, 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 if Lewison could come to Aldridge specifically, that, that'd be absolutely fantastic. Uh, I know, I know, I know you're listening, Mark, because I'll be the only guy reviewing this one. Um, but yeah, I really hope this is not a George R. R. Martin situation where like these tours like distract him or anything. And I don't really no, get that impression. No, he, he's uh, the impression I got is obviously. All the material he's doing in this show, 62, is not in tuning because this is in the second volume. This basically opens the second volume. So it's like he's drawing from a lot of that, maybe some excess as well. But that, that's the impression I got. All right. Straight up, what the fuck is Evolver about? What's this show about? 1962. It's all about 1962. The year the Beatles exploded, basically. Yeah, that's what it's all about. And it's 62 snapshots told over two halves that each are what length, Sam? 62 seconds? <laughs> yeah, it's very quick. 62 minutes. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. I thought each 62. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. But there's no, there's no timer on stage or anything. So it's not, you know, but it is very quick fire, almost to its detriment. And that, that again, is something that I want to just say whilst also being like, this is an incredible show. Don't get me wrong. I love the show. I'm not trying to slander the show, but it's just like, yes, it's cute to do 62 things because it's 62 and it's 60 minutes or a bit. You know, I like that, but it's almost like if it was just two 45-minute halves, it's almost like an overload. And I'm saying that, and Sam, you know how much of a nerd I am for this stuff. And I swallowed it all up, but it was still like, it was just so much. <laughs> the guy I brought was like, that's a lot of Beatles. I was like, yeah, it is. Well, you've said that someone was filming it. it. It almost seems like he's aware of that and maybe he was uh, kind of... Still amazing. Yeah. It was still amazing. I mean, if, if this is able to be something that you can re-watch, then maybe there's yeah. more value to it to it there and definitely support it Support it that way. Uh, how much of it have, have you retained? How much have you learned, shall we say? what? You know, that's a good question because basically the way he structures it is each half keeps returning to this picture of 32, um, uh, yeah, of 31 things. So these, you know, these just icons that he just works through as he goes through each half. And it's just like, you know, there might be like a mop and bucket and it's like, oh yeah, this is the bit where he talks about um, George, apparently when he was in Hamburg, there was a fan getting in touch with his sister and like he replied back and he recently bought a car and he gave her like detailed instructions on how to wash the car, like really detailed like use this type of soap and then do a counter and then parts it like, you know, so there's that sort of, so I do think if I got a chance to look back at those sheets, it would trigger most of them. You know, it was all memorable. It was all delivered in that reliably brilliant pattern that Lewison can do, you know, in that kind of captivating urbane way, uh, beautifully constructed and delivered. And, you know, it, it, it was an onslaught. It was a stunning onslaught. I was absolutely bewitched by it, to be honest with you. There was no, him coming on stage, be like, in Liverpool, there were four boys. It was, just like, it was just like, you know, it was straight into it. It was just, it, it wasn't like dense, dense. It's just kind of like good detail, contract driven, lots of documentation, like lots of front covers of magazines that I was just pouring over and I wished he would pause, you know, seeing the charts back in the day. Like I'm recently reading this Paul Gorman book, um, uh, you know, called um, Totally Wired, which I mentioned to you before, but yeah, it's a history of 
musical publications and melody maker and record mirror and and it's like you know so much of Lewisham is that and you know it's 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 a dazzling fantasy sound and he just kind of went by a little too quickly to be honest with you I need to watch it back it was crammed well at least we know uh, you know there's gonna be one person getting that uh, Patreon exclusive version of it uh, hopefully it, yeah. is, it is released to the public I'm really glad you 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 enjoyed it bro because um it was amazing yeah, you are you are right. If you are a certain level of Beatle fan, this is just content that yeah. it's just unmissable, really. And I missed it. It is, <laughs> it is. Yeah. And another thing that he did, which was quite interesting, played a lot of music clips. Okay. Played a lot of played a lot of like you know here is the sort of you know the Motown and all that sort of stuff that they were listening to and kind of punctured a lot of myths as well. He did that a lot. Like he basically said that, you know, the, the general party line is that, oh yeah, the Beatles, they got all their records off the sailors, you know, the docks on the Cunard or whatever, which, you know, is romantic yeah, as fuck. That's a standard thing that we all know. Yeah. It ain't that. <laughs> it ain't. <laughs> it ain't that. Sam, I've got four letters for you. N-E-M-S. That's where they went. That's where they went to the listening rooms and such. But yeah, so um, it, you know, it goes through that, and in doing so, he plays a lot of songs as well. And you'll say, like, this is from this label, and this is the American label, and all that. And there's just little things as a fucking as a Beatles nerd, like we all are, that just kind of like caught my ear. He speaks about um, Arthur Alexander. Oh, so you know Arthur Alexander, right? The writer. No, no, he's just like a musician. He's like an American, you know, musician. Isn't he like credited for like? Did he do one of the songs that the Beatles covered or something? Well, yeah, he did many, he did loads of them, and Lennon was a huge fan. But yeah, basically, you'll know Sam. One of my favorites, please, please be Anna, is yes. our favorite kind of song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, and they just play certain stuff like that, and it's like they played like um, little Buddy Holly things and whatever. And I'm like, every time I was like, I've heard this on live at the BBC. Like young blood and like all the old, like all the great fucking rock they used to play. Like you know, it's just it's just so addictive. And yeah, um, play a lot of music. They play a lot of video as well. There was like super eight footage from the cavern that you put sound to that I've like never seen. And like there was a few times in the room where people like gasped afterwards. People were like, oh my what? Like you know, it was like, it was it was quite stunning. It was quite stunning. A lot of it. And, you know, a lot of it was in the nitty gritty. It was in the weeds. It was in the, here's a contract that shows that technically the Beatles broke up and reformed and broke up. But, you know, it's like, but if you go there with him, the rewards are plenty. Like, you know, seriously. And, you know, there's, there's no way no, none of us are going to ever love this show, ever not love this show, man. And I, I think it went down a storm as well. Like the crowd were laughing at the right point. There's a lot of giggles silently throughout. And... Lewisham, you know, he's got a good timing. Like Ringo, it's unorthodox, but it's, you know, it works. Speaking of Ringo, folks, uh, I, just, I just want to point out that uh, Tom's favourite post-Beatles solo album is what? Stop and Smell the Rose. Song, <laughs> song, song, you mean, sorry, not album. No, 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 the album. Uh, oh, 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 no, sorry. No, it's a song from Stop and Smell the Rose. Yes, yes. So, I mean, yeah, please allow me to tell my own ridiculous <laughs> anecdote, but I do, but I do stand by this. Um, and I know we've got a lot of deep Beatles head listening. This is so, real, folks, by the way. This is real. This isn't... Oh, no, I'm not bullshit. Yeah, no. I mean, hopefully you can tell from the last 20 minutes. I'll just be honest, you know. But, yeah, so... Some of the Smaller Roses. I think it's like 81, 82 Ringo. You know, that kind of can't get signed, yacht rock sort of mode. And basically, there's a song called Nice Way on it, which was written by Stephen Stills. 
didn't even realize that until recently. Probably still in Nash. And it is an absolutely beautiful, desolate, hopeless, melancholic, childlike. It's just got such a from to it. This check this out, guys. It's an absolutely amazing song by Ringo. But um, but yeah, that, that's the one I'm going to stick to, Sam. But I'm not a big solo Beatles guy. You know, I think McCartney. You know, I think McCartney's trash, though. Respect to everyone listening. I do, though. <laughs> I've, I, I've said to you many times, I can name a hundred bands that I like Norman McCartney. <laughs> you like Norman McCartney, yeah. do, you, do you want me to do it right now? I'll no. just do it for the list. Like, <laughs> number, number 100. Um, yeah. Puddle um, Mud, but, yeah. Um, but, but yeah, but yeah. Um, I mean, talking of Ringo as well, obviously Ringo features heavily because during this period, during 62, was when he essentially joined the band, you yeah. know? And, uh, you know, speaking about Brian Paul and the Tremolos, obviously he was in the Hurricane and stuff like that. Oh, Sam, one of the great things was I did like, so obviously they didn't get signed by Decca. Um, Brian Paul and the Tremolos got signed. And like what Lewison does is he traces the path of Brian Paul and the Tremolos as if it was the Beatles, as if saying like, here's what they, Decca made them do. Imagine the Beatles doing this. And Decca made them like do two huge, like 20 song a piece vinyls of like covers of the day. Like they really just didn't let them do anything they actually wanted to do. Or maybe they didn't have the predilection to do that. Mm. But, you know, that again was eye-opening. And I have to say... You know, he has like 62 revelations, but within that, there's hundreds more. And I think every single one of them was like worthwhile. Like, obviously, you can have a few duds, a few ones you don't find interesting. But I think for the most part, yeah, he uh, he spun an absolutely entrancing web. Something I remember from Hornsey Road was uh, part, um, if you remember, folks, in the Peter Jackson uh, film Beatles Get Back, there's the secret recorded audio uh, of, of, um, uh, John, 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 John Paul, and that, and that was really entrancing. And then uh, Lewison in his show, he did some audio of the famous four, four, four interview, where like, sorry, a, a meeting at Apple, where the Beatles were like talking about, uh, you know, doing their albums in the future. You know, four Pauls from uh, Paul, four songs from John, four songs from George, and two for Ringo. Yeah. And there was part of the audio that by, by the time I'd seen him. Uh, the 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 legal team at NPL and Apple and Harris the Harris, Harris songs and all and all of that had basically blocked that audio from being shown. Was was there anything like that? Was he allowed to play all the audio that was? Oh, part of the audio? Uh, I think I think naturally where it falls in their timeline, there isn't going to be as much yeah. kind of you know inside baseball kind of thing, quarter cam sort of thing. Um, he does showcase their I think it's like their first ever interview on tape. He has the original tape, and this was just used for a few hospital radio stations, like you know, in '62. And he plays a bit of that, and it's all like, like, oh, John's being naughty, even though it's '62. He's like, you know, even just the way he says stuff, he'll say the most innocuous stuff, but it'll sound terrible. Like, <laughs> how you doing, John? Oh, I'm doing good. I'm doing. It's like, oh, you know, it's, it's very innocuous. But yeah, he went through that, and he he, he did just dig up a lot of things obviously as he's wanted to do and you know it was wonderful there and you know the little things like there was one note i would give and this is just something that i thought was interesting um the intro is quite interesting sam so basically the intro is like a sketch by lewison okay no i like it i do like it i must say it did make me laugh it's a little kind of basically to me lewison's the fifth beatle i've said he's a rock star 
So I just wanted to get on stage, just deliver this crazy lecture on Beatles history and just like, you know, it's great to see. But yeah, basically, essentially what happens is he comes on stage, lights go down, music goes down. He comes on stage. He's got like a desk. He's got like a, uh, you know, file of facts and a chest of drawers or whatever. And he seems to be like writing a novel. Like he's trying to write a Beatles uh, book, sorry. <laughs> and then he sort of notices the audience. <laughs> and then kind of like, what are you doing here? And then, uh, you know, he acts. And then he uh, just lets us in on it. He just said, oh, I get here. You might as well hear about it. You know, whatever. So uh, but I don't know if that was necessary. Okay, that seems a little goofy. That's that's that that's that fun. Yeah, yeah, it was fun. Yeah, it seems like it he's was... definitely um, playing more with the theatrical aspects. Like like you know, maybe on his last tour, he realised that he was playing some actual theatres, and he realised he could actually have a little more well, fun with this with this. Yeah, stuff. no, and he's he's always had that incredible artistic flair. I mean, I know that he does photography extracurricularly, but he's got a book out of that, which is pretty astounding as well. So. He has always had this impulse inside him. But but yeah, from there, he just kind of explained what was going to be happening, the 62 snatches that we go through. And um, yeah, I mean, I really can't, you know, define any of them and say that they weren't interesting. They were all kind of dripping with his his, his premium level of scholarship and professionalism, you know? So the whole show was around about an hour then, quite short. No, 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 no. each half. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I will say each half felt a little long, and I'm saying that as a fan as well, but I could just feel it in the room a little bit because I just think it was just so much. You know what I mean? You've got to think it's like 31 little segments over like an hour or so. I just felt like the the presentation as well was interesting because it was like a PowerPoint and it had a certain jankiness to it that was endearing. Um, You know, but it was just Mark would sometimes do the wrong slide or not. You know, he sometimes say, like, do we have a close-up of this? And they, would, they wouldn't have, like, you know. So that was kind of interesting as well. But, it, you know, it didn't really distract, uh, I must say. Like, I think all in all, it still was just pretty spellbinding. I mean, if you had to put a red pen to it and be the editor, would you have trimmed it down to, say, 25 things and maybe no interval? Well, it's like I said more? earlier. It's like I said earlier. It's 62, so you feel obliged to do 62 things because it kind of fits anyway. And it's a nice challenge, and I get it. But yeah, I think ultimately, if it was just twenty things, you know, forty things, maybe. I, you know, I, I know, I know people like to have these nice symmetries for marketing purposes, and this also sounds just like Mark Lewison's White Album. You know, there are going to be people forever going. What if this, you know, Evolver was just one disc? Well, no. Well, you say that, but won't he not do sixty-three for next? You know, the next show. Like, I think it'll just get longer and longer. Even longer? Each one's going to be... That's it. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. So I don't think he's even indulging himself here. I think, unfortunately, it's just the... uh, I I, I don't know. But, like, it was a fantastic show, Sam. It really was. And I think everyone listening owes themselves to check him out when it is released. I've got a horrible feeling you're about to tell me that you didn't stay for a meet and greet. Uh, I didn't, actually. I got out of there. There was a lot of people in the lobby congregating around the book uh, around the table clearly waiting to meet uh, Mr. ML himself but uh, but no I, I, I got out of there fairly quick time yeah so, um, I'm, there are a couple of Paul or Nothing fans who are listening right now hey Andrew how you doing bro uh, <laughs> yeah they, they, they probably definitely uh, stay behind you better have mentioned him uh, yeah. What I'm taking away from this is that... Uh, <laughs> Wait, why am I supposed to meet them? I don't know who they are. 
you need to, you know, you need to uh, tell Lewis that, 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 that we were the hosts of the Beatles backwards, the greatest Beatles podcast that never... That, no, that I never don't, I have no evidence for it, but I'm sure Lewis hates you. I don't know why. <laughs> uh, this ne'er-do-well, this McCarthy broad. No, look, look, Lewis, the only reason Lewis doesn't want to come on this show is because I want to talk about his time at MPL in the <laughs> 80s. Like, like, I don't want to talk about tune in. I want to talk about obscure 80s McCartney trivia. Oh, my God. Oh, that's what I want to know about, you know. He goes on any program, bro. Like, he should have been on yours by now. No. It's a whole YouTube archive of, like, millions of shows and stuff. He did no. one in South Sudan. <laughs> I've been I've I've been blackballed by by Lewison by uh, by Hepworth. <laughs> You're by like Hepworth. the Lewison of kind of Apple. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. Oh. Not even Danny Baker will come on my show anymore. Ooh, talking of celebrities, there was a Beatles adjacent celeb there in the audience. Can I have a clue? Uh, he is a um, he's a presenter. He, he's, I think he's been on Virgin Radio. I think he's on, think he's on the Big Breakfast at a certain time. I'll oh, go on. No, no. I'm, who is it? What's his name? Ian Lee, is it? Or what's his name? How is how, how is he Beatles adjacent? Sorry. So he has had the Nothing Is Real guys on his show, I'm pretty sure, and he's been on there. But he is quite a media um, presence. Yeah. Ooh. Fair enough, fair enough. Well, he's... You know, what I've certainly taken away from this is that this was an unmissable show. And if you were a Beatles podcaster who lived in the UK and didn't go to the show, you've definitely uh, no. fumbled fumbled the ball there. Some, some this way. was the meeting of the minds here. And I did hear someone say, where is Paul and nothing? And I said, right here. <laughs> and then there was a small... They don't even refer to him by my name. <laughs> <laughs> Where's Paul or nothing? They said, where's Pon? And I said, where is, where I just is woke Will it up. Russell? Oh, my God. Oh. Bro, McCartney fans don't have enough taste to enjoy the Royal Family, so I don't... Look, folks, folks, the longer we stay doing this podcast, the less time we have for Tom to go and listen to Rushes so that we can do our next oh. episode, which is the I would real love to do that. Honestly, I'm so looking forward to the episode because we actually have songs to talk about that are different <laughs> rather than it just is what No, it is wild, yeah. No, no, the last episode, us doing uh, Strawberries Ocean Ships Forest, was an exercise in it how can we get through this podcast together. Uh, it was a beautiful moment, it really was. But Tom, thank, thank you for coming on, rather impromptu, on oh, Zoom. Yeah. Uh, you know, this has been a, a fun episode. Of, we've had so many interesting sounds in the background. I'm sure some, uh, someone can break that down forensically for us. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, how has the background been? Because, yeah, guys, I've been walking oh, they're, they're like No, no, I'm sure I've heard someone solicit sex at, at one point. But uh, Well, yeah. I know that's true, so, yeah. No, no, uh, Tom's got to shoot off with his uh, new friend that he's just bumped into, folks. Thank you all uh, for listening to another episode of Paul or Nothing. This has been our discussion of Mark Lewison's Evolver. It has nothing to do with Revolver or the new Revolver box set that's coming out. That uh, that no. alone has blown my mind. But, uh, yeah, can't wait to talk about the Revolver box set very soon as well. But, Tom, thank you so much for coming on. This has been real fun, bro. Cheers, guys. Thanks for listening. Check out all the episodes that I've done with Sam on this channel and all the other ones as well. And uh, yeah, definitely listen to this in the future. And this is available straight away on pay per view. 
go support, not only to support Lucent, but because, you know, this quality of work deserves it. It's a fantastic watch. And uh, yeah, check it out. Everyone, this has been our coverage of Mark Lewison's Evolver. If you've still got a chance to buy tickets, I would urge you to go out and do no, so. No, there's no way, dude, because it's like today. It's like so. That's why I said paper. Well, no, like, isn't it a, a tour around the country on the other days? No, no, no. This is just a this misinformed as a Beatles podcast. Oh, my. I'm sorry, well, no, though. Well, no, but like, the you know, short. Hornsey Road had like 20 days. Hornsey Road was, but if you read the press release, you know that it's been three days. But it's all good. Everyone's been poor or nothing. Do not listen to any of to any of Tom's shows. He's at his best when he's on here when I'm in control. Uh, thank you very much, everyone. Uh, peace and love, peace and love. No more autographs. Play us out, Denny.